You're not obligated to do that. I'm just instructing you with what I believe the Lord wants us to do. You know, you can, you can um, make that decision. Fasting is not, you can do the whole two weeks if you want to. You can do a Daniel fast, and we'll talk more about those things next week. You can do a, just a, a, over the noon hour if you're working all day or if you want to just fast breakfast or whatever you would like to do um, that way. There's many different options. Um, fasting TV, I've heard, is a good one. <laughs> okay, I didn't get too many laughs on that. Okay. <laughs> but fasting TV is a good one, you know? <laughs> And so, but anyway, so those are some of the things, um, what happens when you take this seeking time and you do those things that I mentioned, the junk in your river is going to get pulled up into your face and you're going to see the things that you need to deal with and see the seeking time helps get rid of the junk in your river. It also gives you instruction. It will pull your calling closer. It will give you understanding a more understanding on what your calling is. Um, uh, if you've been given a word and nothing has happened with it, if the Lord has given you a word, maybe when Nathan's here or if I've said something to you and nothing's happened, what you need to do is you need to seek the Lord and pray. Pray it in. Pray it in. That's your job to pray it in. So there was a word that Nathan gave me, and that thus I already knew about the two-week seeking time before Nathan was here, and now I understand why it's something that I'm going to need to um, uh, deal with. Pray it in get it to manifest in my life. So, oh, it, it's what it is. It's, it's just a, a greater anointing. Um, and so when you want um, a greater anointing, that means something's got to go. <laughs> you know, so you got to get rid of something. You have to get rid of something or correct something. Maybe you're doing something wrong. Whatever it is, it's junk in your river that needs to get out. Okay. All right. So, so we wait on the Lord, Isaiah, uh, we'll, we'll look at this next week, but wait on the Lord and he'll renew your strength. He'll give you wisdom and knowledge and understanding. There's fasting. Um, uh, you draw close to the Lord. The Lord may talk to you about, he'll give you a plan about how to reach your neighbor, how to talk to your neighbor. Or you'll hear, oh man, I need to go talk to my neighbor. Maybe you hadn't heard that before. You know, but when you draw close to him, he's going to, he's going to do things like that. Um, uh, you, you may draw close to God and he will give you strength to kick a habit or like we've just been saying, he'll give you the understanding of what, how, to, how to escape from that. Okay. Um, he may say to you, I, w- I want you to stop. Like I said earlier, stop eating sugar. I want you to eat more vegetables. He may say those things to you because, see, he knows what your physical body needs. He knows what your physical body needs. And he means, he means, well, and if you hear I need to eat more vegetables, then do that. That's being obedient to what he's telling you to do. If he says stop the sugar, then be obedient to do that. If he says to um, stop watching so much TV, I only want you watching. Well, I don't know if he'll tell you to watch any TV. But anyway, just stop the TV, Okay. All right, stop it. What good is it doing anyway? It's just feeding your emotions. It's just feeding your emotions. All right, I'm talking to me now, so, okay. Um, You'll learn more about your calling and your gifting, your giftings. They'll they'll start trying to come forward a little bit more. Okay, so I just wanted you to know a few of those things that we'll be uh, discussing more next week, all right? Okay, now, to get started on today's, 
last one. And, and this is the next group. I'm not yet till I see what I'm, where we're going. Oh. <laughs> okay, then. We're going there. Um, yeah, I think we are going to, we're going to read this. This is, not that I, I want you to know I don't really push Hagen, <laughs> but I do like to listen to him. I, I have for years. But um, there's this prophecy here, and then there's one that I'll share with you next week. But I found this one amazing, you know, that um, this was given in 1963. How many of you have already heard this prophecy? I know, I know Patty has. Anybody else? Oh, this is a, huh? No, I mean, well, it's been running, uh, I think it's been up on the, inter- on the Facebook, maybe some. I'm not sure. If it isn't, it should be. Um, but people are just finding this prophecy, it says, was, um, um, it was archived, basically. Uh, prophecies, that is ne- this prophecy has never been published or made public. Now, I want you to, you can read along with me, but I, I want you, do we have enough, I hope? Oh, good, good. Everybody got one? Norma didn't get one yet. Norma hasn't got one. You guys got one? Okay. All right. This was given in 1963. 1963. 1963. And 57 years ago, just so you know, 57 years ago, Yea, the hand of the Lord was upon me. The Spirit of God moved upon me. The voice of God spoke unto me and said, Come up, come up hither, son of man. I went, as it were, up into the air and stood with him, the head of the church, even the Lord Jesus Christ, in the air. And as I looked down upon the ground, I could see as a map laid out before me the entire nation, all the states of the continental United States. And as I looked, he said, Behold, son, I shall show you that which shall come to pass and that which the eyes of many shall see. And they shall remember that their ears heard that it shall come to pass. For there came a dark hand up out of the ocean from the east, even from the Atlantic Ocean. It came up out of the sea as a hand. And as it rose up into the air, it became a dark cloud and it filled the whole atmosphere. Yea, and it swept in like a storm at sea. And I said, O Lord, O Lord, O Lord, What's the meaning of this? And he spake unto me and said, Son, that is the darkness of atheistic communism that is sweeping across the nation, even in the minds of men in high places and politicians, with great power. And this nation shall not grow more strong, and and you shall not have more liberty than you have now. But liberties that you have known and you have seen shall be seized And taken from you. And I looked again, and I could see upon the mountain a blotch, as though a bottle of ink had been spilled and spread out over several states in the south and the east. And then I looked, and I could see spots splotched all over the map. And I said, Lord, what meaneth this? And he said, Communistic inspired hatred among races shall cause great turmoil than your nation has seen heretofore. Yea, it is not the will of God, but men's hearts are perverse, and they walk without the love of God and seek to have their own way. And so it shall be worse when you have seen. It, so it shall be worse than you have seen. And I said, O Lord, O Lord, is there a remedy? Is there a remedy? What shall the answer be? And he said, Evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse 
deceived and being deceived. And of course, you know, one of the scripture verses said that lawlessness will, will increase. You know, that Jesus told us lawlessness would increase. And then I said, oh, Lord, do we have nothing to look forward to in the future except the darkness, the blackness, war, destruction, and evil? And he said, son of man, forget not your test, for you look at the things not seen. His message that day that he was giving is, was looking at things unseen. That's what that means there. So the Lord was reminding, me, reminding him of the message that he was giving. And so then I looked into the spirit realm, and I saw falling upon that mountain, a ball of fire from heaven. The closer to the earth, the bigger it got. And then when it came to the earth, it divided into small balls or sparks of fire. And it fell upon men. And I saw an army of men rise up. And it seemed as though their hands were fire. And there sat upon their heads a tongue of fire. When I first saw it, it seemed like their whole heads were on fire. That it was tongues of fire leaping. And I said, what meaneth this? And he said, before the worst shall come... The day of darkness encompasses. There will be those who shall go and who shall carry the fullness of my truth and the fire. I want us to be that. I want us to be that. Amen. Not only to the states of this nation, but to many other places. For there is a work that must be done for spiritually before the Lord shall come. First spiritually before the Lord shall come. Now prepare ye your hearts for the time is at hand. And the beginning is now, and ye shall see, and ye shall know, for the hand of the Lord is upon you. And many of you shall be used in these last days, and the work shall progress. Hallelujah to Jesus. Hallelujah to Jesus. And I said to him, O Lord, may I have a small place to work? And he said, I shall cause thy tent to be enlarged. That's scriptural right there. Yea, thou shalt have an enlarged ministry. Thou shalt minister to many where you minister to few, therefore go ye back to the earth, and be thou faithful, and give forth that which I tell you to give. For you have been reluctant in days gone by to tell it. Now tell it boldly, and speak it true, for now is the day that it shall be so. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, praise God, praise God, yes, 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 yes. For the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, The prophetic vision shall be restored unto the church, for even in the days of old, under the old covenant, the prophet would see by vision and prophecy. And so the prophetic vision shall be restored into the church. And this is the time, and this is the hour, and this is the place. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. When I spoke up, when I spoke up, I saw, when I, I think that's woke up. I saw this very night. I saw the vision. I was lifted up to that place. Oh, men and women, thank God for his goodness to men. And, and that's the end of the prophetic word. Thank God. And I, I, when I saw that, I, I ran across that. I was amazed. I was amazed at how similar that is to the things that are going on right now. Um, and see, but we don't need to be fearful. That's what I like. Now, the word next week, you can tell he's, um, I think, about 10 years further into what God's called him to do. And, the, and that word is very encouraging as well, even though it talks about the things that are coming upon us. But this word, if you, if, you, if you can see in that where it says, and so I looked into the spirit realm. See, he wasn't looking in the natural. The Lord told him, reminded him of his message, to look into the spirit realm. And what do you see? And so there's no place for us to be fearful about the things that are coming upon us. There's no, no place. The church uh, doesn't need to be fearful. And so it's always, always hopeful, you know, because he's made a way of escape. But also... There, you'll see that God answered him and said, there is a ball of fire. 
that's coming. I, I don't, I've been weighing that. I don't think we've seen that. I don't think we've seen that yet. Yeah, Jeff. I don't think we've seen that. So, so we're right on, I believe we're right on track with what God wants this church to be doing and what he's teaching. That's my heart is to be um, readying you for the end times. That's my heart. Now, isn't the way I started out, <laughs> but, but my heart has become that to ready you because I've just been trying to listen to what he says to do. Amen. I've been trying to hear that. And see, I don't want us to be a spectator. I don't want us to be a spectator. I want us to be a participator in the end days, the end times. Okay? I want us to be a participator. So, uh, my, my, the urgency on the inside of me is for the church, the body of Christ. And it wouldn't matter if I was standing in another pulpit, in another church just ministering. It wouldn't matter. I'd be telling them the same thing I tell you. God's, God wants us out doing what he's told us to do. Amen. He wants us out preaching the gospel, laying hands on the sick, casting out devils. And you don't have to wait till you're arrived. You don't have to wait till you're arrived. You don't have to wait till you're arrived. Man, you get that thinking out of your craw. All right. Um, okay, so I, I want to focus on, uh, on today. Uh, fear is not who you are. Fear is not. We don't have to be afraid of the end times. We don't have to be afraid because we are the church. Say, I'm the church. I'm not afraid. I'm not fearful. I'm not anxious. Because greater is he that's in me than he that's in this world. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Amen. Okay, so... Let's start in Genesis 2, please. Say, I am fearless. I'm fearless. I got this. I'm fearless. I'm fearless. I'm fearless. No, I'm fearless. <laughs> All right. Amen. Okay, Genesis 2, 9. We're going to kind of skip through. Skip, skip. We're not reading this whole thing. And out of the... 2.9, and out of the ground, the Lord God caused to grow every tree that is pleasing to the sight and good for food, the tree of life also in the midst of the garden and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And then jump over here to 15. The Lord, then the Lord God took the man and put him into the garden of Eden to cultivate it and keep it. Okay. And 16, and the Lord God commanded the man saying from any tree of the garden, you may eat freely. Verse 17, but from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you shall not eat. For in the day that you eat from it, you shall surely die. Well, of course, if you're born again, you're not dead anymore. You know what I mean? You're not dead. He died spiritually. Okay, um, then let's go to chapter 3, verse 6. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was a delight for the eye to the eyes, and that the tree was desirable to make one wise, she took from its fruit and ate. She gave also to her husband with her, and he ate. And then verse 9, Then the Lord God called to the man and said to him, Where are you? And then verse 10, And he said, I heard the sound of thee in the garden. Adam said this, I heard you in the garden, and I was afraid. I was afraid. I was afraid, and, and I was naked, and so I hid myself. 
So you can see where fear entered in the minute that, that Adam and Eve were deceived, okay? Fear entered in. Now let's go to, and we've been quoting this one already, um, 2 Timothy, just so you know where these scripture verses are. 2 Timothy 1.7, um, I believe. <laughs> I did not look this one up. I just quoted it by... Okay, for God has not given you a spirit of fear or timidity, but he's given you a spirit of power, love, and discipline. Have you ever, have you ever noticed that when you've been in fear, you don't ever do your best job? You, you fall short of what you really could do. But if you were in faith, if you, know, if you knew that you knew that you knew, you haven't been given a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. You wouldn't, you wouldn't, let's just say, for example, if you're batting. And, oh, man, that guy's a good batter. I don't think I can do this. I don't think I'm going to hit it really good. So what do you do? You miss. Because you got fearful at the minute that ball, that guy, even the minute you saw the guy at the, at the mound, you knew he was really a good pitcher. You knew he was really a good pitcher. Amen? So the minute you saw him, you choked up, <laughs> not only on your bat, but you choked up right here. I can't do it. I can't do it. And you miss. You miss. Okay? So fear, fear is, will cause you to uh, miss what God is wanting you to do. Fear will cause you to, to uh, trip and fall. Okay? Um, so God hasn't. Second, or first Timothy, first Timothy, um, Second Timothy 1.8. One seven, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but we have power and love and a sound mind. Or my, my Bible says discipline, but we have power, love, and a sound mind. And that's such an excellent scripture verse for you to confess, especially if you know you're fearful of something that's going on in your life. Start confessing, I have power, love, and a sound mind. Okay? Let's look at... Um, um, Basically, we saw that, that Adam, Adam fell, but what happened? What happened then? Jesus came and delivered us. He nailed, the fear was nailed to the cross, and we were set free from fear. We were set free from fear. We don't have to bow to fear because we haven't been given a spirit of fear. But if you're a new creature in Christ Jesus, old things have passed away. So the new thing that has come is power, love, and a sound mind. Fear is not who you are. That isn't who you are. That is, say, fear is not who I am. I'm not a spirit of fear. I'm a spirit of power. I'm a spirit of love. And a spirit of a sound mind. Okay, that's, that's who we are. So, so when we accept Jesus as Lord, all of that old junk runs into the cross and we are set free. It's nailed to the cross and in Matthew 8, 17, Jesus carried it away. So fear has been carried away. You don't have to be fearful anymore of anything. Amen? Fear has carried it away. I mean, uh, Jesus has carried it away. It's gone. Okay, let's look at Acts 17. And we talked about this scripture verse last week. But um, this is still relevant. Acts 17, 28. For in him, and, and you all, I mean, I sound redundant, but in him, how do you get in him? You get born again. The minute you accept Jesus as Lord, you are in him. 
You're in Christ. Okay? So um, that was the Acts 17, 28. For in him we live and move and have our being. As even some of you, our own poets, have said, for we also are his offspring. Because we are his offspring, we live and move and have our being in him. That is our in Christ position, and we should never move from that. We shouldn't move from that. Now, if you are in a place of sin, you're, at, you're not in Christ. You're, you're, out, you're out of that place of protection, that place of blessing, that place of uh, prospering, that place of uh, living. You're out of that place of living. So that's why the seeking time is so important. It's coming up. The minute, the minute you find that you're missing it somewhere, you know, now God's grace, is, well, God's grace will last so far. But the minute you know the truth, you're held accountable. Okay, so let's say you're in a seeking time and you realize you have been in an area of sin. You didn't really realize it before. You repent for that and you get yourself back into a right standing position. But once you recognize the area of sin, you have to do something about it. Otherwise, you're not in a right standing position. You're not in a righteous place. Okay, okay, so um, we are not to be troubled or fearful. Let's look at John 14. John 14, 1, and I'm going to read that out of Amplified. See, this all should be hopeful because we haven't been given a spirit of fear, but power, love, and mind, a sound mind. And, and, and the things that we see going on around us, we spend a lot of... Now, I'll be honest with you. I do not watch any news. I don't. I don't watch news. I don't care to. Um, but, you know, if I need to know something, the Holy Spirit will get it to me. If I need, there's something I need to pray about, I'll find out about it, you know. But um, uh, anyway, so, so, I mean, if you watch the news, I mean, it'd be easy to become fearful, I'm sure, you know, um, just listening to some of the stuff. And a lot of it's exaggerated. A lot of it isn't told the truth. And so, um, so the Lord will help you with those areas as far as what you should and shouldn't listen to. Okay, um, John 14. Um, one, we'll start with that, and then we're going to jump, jump. It says, Amplify, do not let your hearts be troubled, distressed, or agitated. So who's responsible? Who's responsible to not let their heart be agitated or troubled? We are. We're, we're responsible for that. Do not let your hearts be troubled. So if you need to not watch TV so your heart's not agitated or troubled, don't do it. Uh, you believe in and adhere to and trust in and rely on God. Believe in and adhere to and trust in and rely also on me. Then we're going to go over to verse 27. Still out of the Amplified. Jesus is, is letting him know he's um, going to go. And this is where he's letting him know that I'm sending the comforter to be with you. Again. The awesomeness of God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit resident w- within us. When you, when you meditate on that, you can do anything. You don't have to be fearful of anything. When you meditate on what you have and who you are in Christ, okay? So he's letting them know, I'm sending the comforter. Go, go wait for it. It's, I've got to go so the comforter to come. So that the Holy Spirit, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit's in Dennis. In Jeff, all of that, in, in Nick here, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, and Max back there, in you. Yeah, no, yeah. 
God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit is over here in Josh as well. Well, how can that be? Well, I, I'm not God, but, you know, they make computers that kind of go everywhere, don't they? God's bigger than that. God's got more knowledge than that. God can tell Sebastian something over here that's going to minister to Crystal over here. Well, how can that be? But see, God knows all about Crystal, and he knows that Sebastian is sensitive to the leadership of the Holy Spirit, and Sebastian will pray. Okay? See how that works? The body of Christ works together to help each other. And so you can be, Sebastian can be tapped to pray for somebody who's over in Iraq. There's, there's an underground church over there that needs a lot of prayer support. Amen? So there may be a, a missionary facing death over there. And your prayer will set them free. That's how important prayer is. That's how important knowing who you are in Christ. Being sensitive to his leadership in your life. Being sensitive to his leadership in your life. And the more you're obedient to do what he taps you to do, the more he's going to give you. The more he sees you faithful, the more he's going to give you. He's going to excel you in the things of God. Amen? Okay, I never haven't read 27 yet, have I? (laughs) Peace I leave with you, my own peace I now give and bequeath to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you, but not... Do not let your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Stop allowing yourselves to be agitated or afraid. Stop allowing yourselves and disturbed. And do not permit yourselves to be fearful and intimidated and cowardly and unsettled. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Don't choke up on the bad anymore. Yes. Yes, amen. That's great. That's great. What version is that? It's not King James. Oh, it's the, well, yeah, is that the old, it's the newer one, because I've got the old one here. It must be the, yeah, and then there's the, I think the other one's the newer one, isn't that right, Jeff? Anyway, that's, that's really good. That's a good one. There's, there is two Amplifieds. Um, yeah, yeah, there's two now, (laughs) because I remember, I I remember reading something out of the, uh, what in the, in the Bible that I have on my, uh, iPad, there was, there was an AMP you always think is amplified. So I was reading it and going, Richard, what's wrong? I said, this isn't what I know, because I knew enough of what the amplified said in this scripture verse. I said, this is not the right thing here. What's wrong here? And so he started looking at it. And he says, oh, there's an AMP, whatever, AMPC. Yeah, in the classic. And that's the one that I knew the scripture verse out of was that one. So, okay, so now I just go to the AMPC. <laughs> anyway, a- anyway, so, okay, so don't, don't, I like what you read, though. You want to read that? Do you have that right there again? Read that again, please. Yes, amen, amen. That's right. Yes. Um, uh, let's look at Job 3. Job 3.25. And um, um, well, I'll read it out. Of, well, see, I don't know. I'll read it out of the Amplified. It doesn't really matter. It's pretty similar to the New American. Anyway, but Job 
is, is saying, For the thing which I greatly fear comes upon me, and that of which I am afraid befalls me. So, so fear becomes open door for the thing to happen, just like I was talking about, you know, you saw the picture at the mound, and you, you got afraid, and you missed your bat, you missed the, the home run, everything you, you, you hit wrong because the fear of what that picture was known for came upon you. And it caused you to miss the fear of uh, of um, the fear of a sp- spirit of cancer will do the same thing. A fear of sickness and disease will do the same thing. Fear of COVID nineteen will do the same thing. It opens the door for sickness and disease. Opens the door. The thing that you fear the most comes upon you. Amen. So that's why it's so important that we not. Be troubled and we not give fear any place in our life. All right. So let's see. Um, hmm. So let's look at First um, Corinthians um, ten thirteen. I had amplified down on this. Do you have your amplified up? Yeah, Jeff. I I'm not going to dig my amplified out again, but uh, I'll I'll read it first out of my New American here, and then. Uh, read it out of Amplified for me. No temptation has overtaken you, but such as is, is such as is common to man. And God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able, but with the temptation will provide the way of escape also, that you may be able to endure it. Amen. Amen. That is such a good one to get in your heart, because God has always and always will make a way of escape. You know, um, it says in the 23rd Psalm that we walk through the valley of shadow of death, but we fear no evil. We fear no evil. We don't give it place. We don't, we don't give it place. So we fear no evil. We can walk through the valley of shadow of death, but we fear no evil because God is right there with us. He said he'd lead us and guide us. And as well as what the Amplified said, he makes a way of escape out of every situation. Amen. A way of escape out of every situation. And that's just, we don't need to turn there. But if you look at Sodom and Gomorrah, the evil that was there, that was there. And I think, I believe Abraham, I haven't really studied that over recently. But anyway, um, Lot and his family was there. And Abraham was talking to God about saving so many of them out of there. And, and you know, God didn't do anything to Sodom and Gomorrah until the righteous was delivered out. Till the righteous was delivered out. Same with Noah. Noah, it, and we're going to be in the days like it was in Noah. Uh, I don't think we're quite there yet. But, but anyway, as it was in the days of Noah, but do you know God made a way of escape for, for Noah and his family? They were the only ones that were righteous. But God got them out. He, got, he talked to Noah about building an ark. An ark. A place of protection. And that's what you do when you spend time seeking him, when you spend time meditating on the word, when you spend time knowing that you haven't been given a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. Spend time knowing that God makes a way of escape out of every situation. When you can do that, when you can do that, you have that arc of protection for you and your family. Amen? And so God made a way of escape for Noah and his family, for Lot and his family, and um, he's got a way of escape for us as well. He's going to deliver us out of the snare of the enemy. Okay? 
Uh, let's look at um, Psalm 34:19. Psalm 34:19. We're going to stay a couple times in Psalms here. Thirty-four, nineteen. Do you know every time I come up front here, I have to, I have to beat up on fear, not verbally, but I just have to stand against it every time I come up here. Then I have to stand against it when I go home, <laughs> because because the enemy wants to torment me about the word. Make me fearful of what I said. Did you do this right? You shouldn't have said that. I mean, no kidding. I have to walk against it. I have to walk against it. <laughs> I've never had I've never had a toy shoot across my head at the piano before. That's a new one. <laughs> That's a new one. <laughs> I was really trying to stay focused. <laughs> But I was wanting to laugh, really. <laughs> anyway, but so you, you, you know, there's all kinds of reasons you can become fearful and anxious about something. And God said we're not supposed to be that way. Amen. Thirty-four nineteen says, "Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but what's God do? But the Lord delivers him out of them all, all, all of them, all of them." Okay, and then Psalm 37, as long as we're right there. Just to keep in mind, you know, I know I know. there's, if the Lord instructs you to get some food in your home or to get more toilet paper, I mean, if he instructs you to do that, do it, you know, if he tells you to do that. But, you know, all of our needs are met, right? Philippians 4.19. And this one here, Psalm 37, what did I say, 25? I have been young and now I'm old, yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken or his descendants begging for bread. He said he'd meet every need that we have in Christ Jesus. Every need, every need. He's going to take care of us. Now, like I said, I qualify. If he tells you to go stockpile toilet paper, then do that. It may be for you and your whole block. I don't know. But, but you just need to be obedient to do what he tells you to do. Otherwise, just know that if he doesn't tell you, your needs are met in Christ Jesus. Okay? Um, and then in John 14, 18, we don't need to turn there. But he said, I'm not going to leave you as orphans. I'm, I, he sent the, the Holy Spirit. He says, I'm coming. I'm coming back. He's coming back for a church that is, is, is clean, spotless, no blemishes. He, he's, he's coming back for a church that's ready to go. Amen? So um, let's look at Luke. After I said that, let's look at Luke twelve thirty five, and we're winding down. Winding down. Yes, we are. Luke twelve thirty five. This is Jesus telling us this right here. Be dressed in readiness and keep your lamps alit. Be dressed and ready. Be ready. Be ready. That's another, and you probably hear these scriptures, some of these scripture verses again next week, in readying yourselves for a seeking time. That seeking time that we have get, gets your yourself uh, ready, but it also gets your, your lamps full of oil. Okay? Get, get your lamps alit. Alit. Okay? Um, also, Luke 19. Luke 19. 
And this is one of my favorite ones I like to, until the Lord corrects me, (laughs) 1913, that I like to share with people that are all about, you know, there's there's people that all, that, I, I mean, I know we should be aware of the times. I'm not saying that. But, you know, people are, are, there's some that are just, like it said in that word, they've seen things wrong and they get, um, they get fearful or they get anxious about things or they, and they start um, talking about things that aren't really ready to happen or we may not ever see. I, I, I'll be honest with you. I don't know if we're going to go pre-trib, mid-trib. Um, well, I don't think we're going to go after a trip. But anyway, but you know, I, I think we're going to experience some tribulation. I've always thought that. And, and Dick as well, you know, in some of, uh, some of the things that he's seen in the word, that some of those I think we'll experience. And I think we might be in the edges, the beginning edges of it already, you know. So, but anyway, um, Luke nineteen thirteen. So there's, there's just, um, you know, people that are so focused, I should say so focused on the end times and what's happening and is this next and that's next that they're forgetting to occupy. And it says here in, in 1913, and he called 10 of his slaves and gave them 10 minus and said to them, do business with this until I come back. Occupy till I come. He's given each of us a calling. He's given each, he's given us talents, things that we're good at. Some of the worldly talents that you may may have may not be the talent that God's given you to do, but he wants you to use those talents till I come back. Occupy. That means we're supposed to preach the gospel. We're supposed to lay hands on the sick. We're supposed to cast out devils and to speak with new tongues. We're supposed to occupy till he comes. Not be so caught up in everything that's going on around us that we forget to tell our neighbor about Jesus Christ. Not be so caught up in everything going around us, but this this lady that can hardly get in her car that is in so much pain that we can't go pray for that person. We're not to be caught up in the things of the world. We're to be caught up in the things of God. Amen? Occupy means to carry on a business. Well, we're, the, we're in the business of setting the captives free. We're in the business of healing the sick. I, and I mean healing the sick. I think we're going to see hospitals emptied. We're in the business of uh, yielding over and, and miracles happening, legs growing. We're in, that, we're in that business. That's our business, and we're supposed to be doing that until he comes back. Amen? And uh, be busy to busy oneself with that. That's what we're about. That's what, well, I mean, my, my thought life is consumed with what can I do more to ready you guys? What can I do to help this person? What can I do to help that person? And so I don't know if some of you know this, but we do have a, a Carol, Carol back there makes the food, but we have a, um, I never really announced it and I'm sorry for that, but we have uh, food dishes that go out, whether it's for a couple people or family. Some of you have been recipient of that, but my heart is to reach people that aren't churched or that aren't saved. Um, right over here, there's a girl that I went to school with, and I just happened to get a text from another school friend telling me that <clears throat> she's been traveling to Iowa City for chemo. She had a brain tumor. And so um, I think we'll be taking a meal in over there, and I'm they're asking for finances to help drive back and forth. She goes to Iowa City every day for chemo and radiation. And so the, I believe the church will be giving a gas card to them as well. But, and then there's several people that Ron's been working with in Traer. 
that meals have gone out to those people as well. So I want you to know that. If there's a family you've been working, you've been, been ministering to, and something that the church can do to bless them as far as food, taking a meal in, or a little bit of a help financially, you know, we want to do what we can, okay? So, so let me know that. But, but we're supposed to be occupying we're to reach the people, you know, reach the people, get people saved and born again. You have, and I'm going to end on this, you have nothing to fear if you are in your right standing position. You have nothing to fear if you are in the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Nothing to fear. Amen? Amen. Don't let fear run your life. You run your life with the help of the Holy Spirit. Amen?